Hi, folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis. Now, joining me today on the show is Callahan Grund, who's the Executive Director of U.S. Cattle Trace. Thank you very much for joining us today, Callahan. Well, thank you, Dr. Drake. I appreciate it. Look forward to chatting about Cattle Trace. Well, you know, it, it's a really cool topic. It's a really cool organization. And I mean, you know, I know people are wondering, okay, well, you, you tell me about this, but who is this guy? So I might give the audience a little bit of background on yourself. I guess you're originally from Sharon Springs, Kansas, and uh, grew up on registered Galve Balancer and Agus seed stock operation that you're still involved with here today. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And so you and your wife, Emily, you still got cattle over by Wamigo, Kansas now because you're also working in policy engagement, business development, and disease traceability preparedness for the Kansas Department of Agriculture, huh? Uh, that's where I started out as. I'm obviously in Calatrace now, but yep, that's, where, that's what uh, had me in the area just to begin with, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that would my, be my first job there was working for the Kansas Department of Ag. Okay, sure. And then, um, then you moved on to uh, being the director a producer relations with farm strategy um, is what my understanding is. And that was a startup. Is that correct? Uh, farm strategy. Yeah. was a, always scratched my entrepreneurial itch. I've always had one of those itches and it's kind of like the uh, CAP, that grid based marketing that we developed in the cattle industry a long time ago, really taking a lot of those same concepts and applying it to the grain sector, specifically wheat paying for quality. Oh, sure. So really going into cattle trace was kind of also in that entrepreneurial uh, stretch for you, huh? That's exactly right. I, uh, I got involved with Cattle Trace, the pilot project, which I'm sure we'll talk about when I worked at the Department of Ag, but I always had that entrepreneurial type uh, uh, itch and scratch. And so I went to Farm Strategy and, and worked there. But then uh, when we decided to split Cattle Trace off, make it its own standalone nonprofit organization, I went, well, there we go. I can take what I've already been, <laughs> been interested in and, and uh, get that fixed in by, by trying to help you know, build a nonprofit there from the ground up focused on something I really enjoy, animal disease traceability in the cattle industry. Well, that's very cool. So maybe give us a little bit more information on how it got started. You said it kind of came from the Kansas Department of Ag originally? Yeah, so Cattle Trace, uh, U.S. Cattle Trace started as a pilot project just deemed Cattle Trace um, back in 2018. It was a collaborative effort in Kansas between the Department of Ag, the State Cattlemen's Association, and then some private industry as well as K-State. Um, it was a million and a half dollar pilot project, a third funded by state government, a third by federal, and a third by private. Really focused in on, can we build an animal disease traceability system from a cow-calf operation all the way up to a packer? And we thought we were really well suited in Kansas, kind of having each, uh, each step, each line in the segment of the food supply chain. If you're looking at a feeder calf's life cycle there. Uh, so we made it a two-year pilot project to try to trace some of those cattle from, you know, baby calves all the way into uh, uh, the packing house there, uh, see if we could kind of uh, solve a piece of the puzzle that's not currently covered under the ADT rules today um, in the U.S. And we really had a strong desire amongst producers across the state to try to get this accomplished. And so we started out as a pilot project really focusing in on can we make this a hands-free speed of commerce contact tracing system that could really operate in the background of the cattle industry. Obviously, we've seen efforts over the course of the last 20 years that, you know, were really good efforts, but we'd have to change the way we do things. We'd have to flow cattle through in a single file line. You know, really, uh, it, it, it would be a major disruption to the way we flow things. And you look to our neighbors to the north in Canada and some of the ways that they have to flow their cattle to make their ADT system work and it's, it's different. It changed a lot of the ways that they did it. And we wanted to see, can we have this operate in the background 
we can keep flowing everything through the same way we do today um, to have this operate in the background. And if a disease outbreak were to happen, and we hope it never does, but if it does, could we then enact it and, you know, act really quickly, make it a speeder commerce uh, contact tracing system. Obviously, uh, the pilot project was, was very successful in that regard. Um, we also looked at the infrastructure of it. Um, we really uh, matched the hold of ultra high frequency technology during that time. Mm-hmm. Saw a lot of positive benefits that it brings to multiple segments of the cattle industry, especially that auction market sector. When you think about how many uh, cattle flow through those facilities, especially here in the Midwest, um, you know the, the ability to read multiple groups of cattle through and not having to slow them down in an alleyway was really intriguing to us. And then we also looked at the economics of uh, traceability systems, seeing if it, uh, you know, really what the economics were on a per head basis to pay for a system like this and how we would accomplish it on a voluntary uh, you know, scale nationwide. And, you know, the efforts in the pilot project really kind of spread like wildfire. We had uh, other traceability initiatives going on in Texas and Florida and Kentucky all at the same time. And we had the crazy idea as we were getting close to the end of the pilot project and said, why don't we join all these efforts up together? So we did. We joined them up together, uh, created what is U- now deemed U.S. Cattle Trace uh, in 2020. Right during the middle of COVID, we decided mm-hmm. to start our own nonprofit organization focused on the same efforts of building out a voluntary speed of commerce contact tracing system, but this time doing it on our own with uh, no funding from the government entities there at that point, obviously, being a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So maybe elaborate a little bit more. I mean, you touched on it, I think, a bit. But for the listening audience, how are you accomplishing this speed of commerce cattle tracing? You'd mentioned a little bit about RFID tags, but maybe go into it in a bit more depth for listeners that perhaps aren't as familiar with these. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Uh, so if you think about contact tracing and really in its sense, and your guys' listening audience is really good in this area, this used to be the hardest thing we'd go out and explain to people, what, what's contact tracing? Well, then COVID happened, and everybody knows what contact tracing is now. <laughs> they they take their kids to school. Uh, you know, their friend got sick, so the health department contact traced and said, hey, we, you need to keep your kid home from school as well. We all saw that over the course of the last couple of years. Uh, within contact tracing, I think the hardest part, you know, historically has been we, we don't have a really fast way of doing that. You know, it's been a lot of pen and paper. It's been a lot of drawing it out, making calls, trying to track that down. Well, if we had foot and mouth disease or, you know, some significant foreign animal disease like that, uh, we wouldn't be afforded the, the luxury of time in that situation. It'd be really, you know, rapidly spread, uh, move even quicker than COVID in some senses. And so uh, we're not afforded the luxury of time in those situations. And so we need something fast. We need something that we can respond quickly to hopefully get our arms around our disease outbreak quicker. So if you look at the premise of what we do at U.S. Cattle Trace, if uh, these cattle are tagged at the ranch of origin before they leave your ranch, then at any subsequent point of commingling, to the best of our ability, obviously on a voluntary scale, these cattle would be red. We'd know what cattle they were around because we collect a very minimal sighting record there of information. We collect a, that ID number, the date, time, and the location where that animal was red at those areas of commingling. With that, we'd be able to we'd be able to contact trace where those cattle went um, at, at that opportunity and really work through that if there were ever to, a disease outbreak happening, tracing those through. So that data flows straight to the U.S. Cattle Trace database. Uh, it's a cloud-based database that's securely locked up only to be used in case of a disease outbreak. 
Um, I think that's really important uh, as well, you know, the security permissions to even add more in. Obviously, we don't have any personal identifiable information there. It's just that ID, date, time, and location. But we still do believe that's producer's data. And we, we hold that very sacred, very pure. And so we have a producer board of directors voted on by our members, the other producers, made up from the cow-calf auction market and feed yard sector to really determine that who, when, and how that data can be accessed in case of disease outbreak, kind of act as that white picket fence there. We want to work collaboratively with uh, state and federal animal health officials, but, you know, also uh, be sure to protect that information since it is producer's information at the end of the day there uh, flowing to that system. So uh, really trying to, what we're trying to do in the whole, you know, crux of it is we're just trying to update, you know, bring a 21st century kind of twist to an antiquated system that is, you know, some of our ADT system in the U.S. today. We have a good, ro robust ADT system in the U.S. today. It's just a little time-consuming at times. So if we can update that, make it quicker, make it operate even better, and even cover some classes of cattle that aren't covered today, that's our ultimate end goal there. Okay, so that's interesting. So then with that, then, who do you have that's involved in this organization? You mentioned you've kind of been a collaborative of multiple um, different uh, groups that were having the same goal. So who would all be involved in this now as the U.S. Cattle Trace? Yeah, that's a great question. What we're trying to do is involve and engage people from every segment of the industry. Anybody who could be affected by a, a potential disease outbreak, we want to have them involved. I mean, that's starting from cow-calf, auction markets, feed yards, packers, retailers, uh, pharmaceutical companies, uh, anybody who would be, you know, negatively impacted by a disease outbreak in the cattle industry, we want to get them involved. So, you know, that was important to us to try to get them involved and engaged. And so we branded ourselves as a membership organization, thought that was the best way to get everybody involved and engaged on a voluntary standpoint um, for a nonprofit. They're focused on ADT. And so, you know, we've got members from uh, all those different segments of the industry, allied industry, producer associations. Uh, you know, working through uh, different regions of the country there as well, really focusing in on how can we accomplish and build out an ADT system in the U.S. Uh, in a proactive sense in the cattle industry. Okay, well, let's delve a little bit more into this membership situation. So if you want to be a member in the organization, how can you go about it? Is it something that costs to be a member of? And then what are the benefits of being a member? Uh, the easiest way to become a member is to go to our website. You can go to uscattletrace.org. We have a membership tab on there. Um, you can either sign up online through our uh, membership database that we uh, launched this year, or you can uh, print off a membership application and, and ship that in there as well. It does cost to be a member of U.S. Cattle Trace. Uh, when we looked at the economics of uh, building out a disease traceability system on a per-head basis, uh, you know, we saw that cow-calf producers really put in a lot on a per head basis dollar amount wise um, versus what what is put into a system on uh, on up the supply chain and so we tried to flip that on its head a little bit when we uh, made a membership component uh, for cow calf members it's twenty five dollars to mem uh, to join for auction markets it'd be a hundred dollars in feed yards we have a tiered system and it's a tiered system as we start getting larger up the supply chain built upon you know, either uh, the one-time capacity or how big the organization is um, moving on through it. So it does cost to be a member of U.S. Cattle Trace. And I think when we look at the benefits of being a member of U.S. Cattle Trace, you got to ask yourself, what's, what's your why? Why is this important to not only the industry, 
um, right? We want to protect the industry in case there is a disease outbreak. But why is it important to you as an individual? You know, for myself, I think what was important uh, when I started seeing, when I, in, I interned at the Department of Ag and then started there full time, I saw a lot of things as a, as a cow-calf producer myself of how unprepared we are if a foreign animal disease outbreak were to happen and how catastrophic it would be to the industry. And, you know, that was enough motivation right there for me to get involved and engaged, uh, seeing not only the potential economic impact, but the impact it'd have on, you know, our state and federal, you know, economy, really looking at it from a uh, from that standpoint there as well. It'd take a lot of people out of business there. So that's my why with it. And I think we have a unique opportunity in the industry to be proactive. So many times in the cattle industry, we're reactive to this. We can build a system here as a set of producers that works for us and is still functional with the federal government. We don't get too many opportunities in life to do that, uh, that where we, where we get to build a system on our terms and work still collaboratively, you know, with uh, our great partners in the state and federal animal health sphere with anything we do really within agriculture. I think those are two really important benefits. Obviously, we have some educational components, to try to get people more involved and engaged in the networking opportunity that's there and the connection building that we're trying to do to help people improve their operations you know, through some of the ancillary benefits that this technology could bring to your operation. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, working through that why, seeing which one really scratches your itch, we hopefully have a, a decent amount of opportunities there for producers to justify becoming a member of U.S. Cattle Trace. So when you talk about opportunities, there's probably different events you guys would host so that people can actually meet you face-to-face, learn a little bit more. So what events would you have coming up? And, and maybe what are some of the projects you might be working on as well? Yeah, that's great. You know, uh, we are hosting an annual symposium. Obviously, COVID interrupted that in 2020 and 2021 for us there. But we have hosted an annual symposium. We had one of those last November in Wichita. We had Brian McClendon, the co-founder of Google Earth speak. Uh, Dr. Sarah Place from Elenco talk about sustainability and John Stickle with CAB. Had a really great list of keynote speakers. And, you know, what? one thing that we're going to continue to do is really value producers' input. If you can make it to the symposium, you know, we, we keep this pretty minimal cost for you. Uh, hopefully, the only cost of, is getting there and maybe a, a small benefit of hotel cost at that point. Our, our symposium will remain free for, for producers and anybody wanting to come uh, participate. We want to hear your voice. We want this to be truly a producer-led initiative working through what that can look like uh, on that level. And we will continue to utilize the symposium in that format. This will be one of our first launches here. I think it's safe to say we're going to have the U.S. Cattle Trace Symposium November 17th and 18th later on this year. So mark your calendars. It'll be in Kansas City, Missouri. We're going to work through uh, some interesting things as we start sketching out the lineup. We have a great idea for what that could look like this year. But uh, working through that. But I think another thing that we're continuing to work on, Jake, is really getting people involved and engaged with uh, the technology and what that can bring to your operation, not only from a disease traceability perspective, but you know, some operational efficiencies, whether it is, uh, you know, the way you work your cattle, the way you flow them, inventory management. We have some really unique uh, technologies going on through the ultra high frequency and some of these companies that are coming online in the board. Part of our mission at U.S. Cattle Trace is to try to help buy down the cost of those tags. So if you do become a member of U.S. Cattle Trace, uh, you can get tags at a discount on our tag storefront, uh, which I, we think is really important, especially as we start looking at the uh, different opportunities that are available 
through those technologies. So those are a couple of things we're working on, Jake, but then also our symposium that'll be coming up in November later this year. Well, that's really interesting. So thank you very much, Callahan, for taking the time to explain all this to our listening audience today. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity and look forward to any conversations that anybody may have with this. We know it's a complex topic, uh, but it's kind of one of those like like farm transition planning. We got to keep talking about it to keep in front of mind with producers. And so we appreciate the opportunity. And thank you very much to our listening audience. Y'all take care, folks.